Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whoever you are, whatever you are, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us. Tonight's recommended drink, ladies and gentlemen, as always, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, crackers. This is the Wine and Crackers podcast. Thank you for joining us. I certainly have. I am Boogie Bumpy, your host. Hopefully for the next couple of hours or so, we'll see how we go on this day whatever of Quarren Dreaming here on the Wine and Crackers podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, that's okay. I understand. You can stick around, I guess, if you must. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your quarantine dreaming, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. So much to get through, so little time. As always, the stories just keep piling up. I have to give a quick shout out to Amberlina yesterday who gave me a whole bunch of stories that I didn't even get a chance to read yesterday because I was catching up on the shit that I already had in the vault. So I have uh, grabbed a couple of those stories today to bring to you. Uh, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's show, which will go for a couple of hours, just letting you know. It was funny. Thank you for the tips, by the way. If you'd like to leave a tip, uh, dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Get some of those slippery little suckers and leave them in my fruit bowl or the link down below, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Um, yeah, we we go for a couple of hours here. It was fun. It was funny. I haven't gone on Periscope for weeks. And yesterday was the first time I've been on Periscope for like a month. And I saw saw a comment while the show was going. Someone was like, during the intro, they were like, can you just get on with it for fuck's sake? <laughs> like, it's just, I'm just doing a show for them. And then something like, oh, does this show have an actual point? And then somebody else in the chat said, yes, but you've got to wait. You've got to wait to get to the point. And the person was like, well, I'm not waiting. I'm out of here. <laughs> People still don't understand why the intro is important, you see. It weeds people out. If your attention span is so small that you can't get through an eight-minute intro to, like, get to the show, like, I don't want you here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, my time is very important, you know. I've got lots of other things that I could be doing during this quarantine lockdown. There's places to be. There's people to see. 
There's people to talk to. See, you're exactly... See, the filtering process of the intro works perfectly. We get the people that need to be got. We catch the people that need to be caught in the net and we flush them. And so thank you. Thank you for proving that the system works. I haven't lost all faith in the system. The system works. The intro's too long. I'm out of here. Thank God. Because I wouldn't want you around complaining all the time about everything. (laughs) The intro does the work for me. Isn't it wonderful? So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sitting through the intro. Uh, Lots to get through tonight. Uh, we've been we've been at this for a couple of months now, and it, it doesn't look like the news cycle is slowing down anytime soon. Unfortunately, mm. Victor von Trum, JJ has ways of weeding people out. Yeah, but his ways are a little more. How can I say this? Horrifying. <laughs> Shout out to JJ Stoder in the chat, who's kicking ass lately on D Life. Uh, when I'm done here, I'm going to watch the JJ Stoner replay. And then I'll go straight into Nightwave tonight at 10 p.m. If you're not following JJ, you're sure. JJ Stoner. You can find him dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner. Lots to get through. Uh, We've been going through this the last couple of months. The news cycle is not going to change anytime soon, I suspect. So I'm doing my best to come at this from different angles to at least bring something different for you to discuss. And I think we've done that today because, look, yesterday... Maybe I was a little harsh on my American brothers and sisters. Maybe I gave it to you a little raw. You know, I suspect some people are starting to get sick of the game show. It'll never happen here. But, you know, that's understandable. But you've also got to understand that I'm going to take a victory lap wherever possible. Because, you see, when I say things are going to happen in the States, I usually get the kind of responses like, you stupid fucking foreigner, you don't understand, you gave your guns away. Uh, it's different, you weren't born here, we will rebel, we'll march on Washington. So then when I bring you the stories of like, you know, people getting ankle bracelets from court orders in their own homes, regardless of whether they've done anything wrong or not, people getting arrested for not doing anything wrong, social gatherings being banned, gun shops being closed. When I bring these, I have to do a little victory lap. (laughs) I hope you understand. (laughs) Because the deafening silence from the naysayers coming back at me that gives me inspiration to continue. Just so you know. People like so people in the chat love the game show. They love it. Well, good news. It will keep going. <laughs> I'm not going to stop the game show. We're going to carry on. We're going to carry on here on the Wine and Crackers podcast. So, uh, first of all, before we get too far down the track, I came across... I think now it might be a good time to... Because we've been doing this for a couple of months, sit back, settle back, and see where we've been see the journey that we've come on in this very short space of time where time is accelerated now but i'm also going to show you how you fight back tonight i'm going to show you what it means to stand up for your rights but i'm going to show you australian styles i'm going to show you how we roll down here how we fight back against the system how we fight back against the man how we stand up and be counted god damn it even though you gave your guns away I'm going to show you, you don't even need guns to do this, comrades. You don't need guns to stand up to the man. So we're going to get to that, don't worry. Um, I've also been planning to play this disastrous Fran Drescher interview. Remember the nanny? Mr. Sheffield. (laughs) I haven't seen the interview, but I've got the video waiting to go. She apparently came on Australian TV to promote some reunion of the nanny, but ended up just raging about capitalism for 10 minutes. (laughs) 
and even our very lefty media down here in Australia was saying, wow, this was a jaw-breaking cringe of an interview. This was fucking awful. So you know it's got to be bad. So I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing that to you tonight, plus some other weird and wonderful stories from around the web. But first, before we get into any of that, ladies and gentlemen, how about a little timeline? I found this video the other day, and I enjoy things like this. I'll put a link for you in the chat. There you go. I enjoy things like this. Let's go. I won't play the whole thing, um, but this guy's only got like 600 subs. The video is called The Coronavirus Experience. So I thought I'd just play a few minutes of this montage, if you will, of the journey that we've all been on collectively. All of us, the entire world, really. As you know, you can be arrested in India for sitting on a park bench. You can be arrested in Sydney for being sitting on a park bench. You can be arrested in California for sitting on a park bench. In the UK and in Australia and in the United States, you can be fined $1,000 or get six months prison for walking around without a reason. So we're all in this together. Did you see the rant of the week I tagged you in? No. Can you DM it to me? And I'll have a look. I may not get to it tonight, but I'll probably get to it tomorrow. But thank you. Or send it to the, um, the Discord. It's probably a better way. So a few minutes of the timeline. See the journey that we've been on together, ladies and gentlemen. Kick back. Grab your wine and crackers and let's enjoy this experience. We've studied this as this is going to get worse before it gets better. And it's going to continue to get worse if we do middle of the road approaches like county by county, uh, determine whether or not you should be social distancing or not. So I, I, am, I am hopeful that we pursue a national lockdown so that uh, the worst of it, uh, uh, maybe we can avoid, but it's going to get worse. Every modeling study that looks at this says it's going to get worse. Pro government did this effort today. I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. Let's focus on Spain, which has now reported more coronavirus deaths than China. 738 Shit again. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. 
I left the link for you in the chat. I'll drop it in the chat one more time. The timeline of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. There's about another five minutes or so of that video. So there you go. I love shit like that. Absolutely sensational stuff. All right, let's look at some positive, shall we? Booze sales surging during coronavirus outbreak, ladies and gentlemen. I guess it's not all bad. New York, U.S. sales of alcoholic beverages rose 55% in the week ending March 21, according to market research firm Nielsen. Spirits like tequila, gin, and pre-mixed cocktails led the way, with sales jumping 75% compared to the same period last year. Seems like we're all in the same boat. We've got nothing to do. We all turn into Australians. Wine sales were up 66%, while beer sales rose 42%. And online sales far outpaced in-store sales. Well, that's to be expected when you get arrested for being outside. Nielsen said online alcohol sales were up 243%. Not everybody is going broke right now. (laughs) That's all right. Just maintain lubrication. Make sure you maintain your lubrication. Make Make sure you maintain a sufficient level of intoxication. That way you're probably not going to get angry about anything. You know, we've got free Pornhub, you've got Uber Eats, you've got alcohol delivering to your door. So what we want you to do is just get your chicken nuggets and hamburgers delivered. Make sure you're drunk from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep and just masturbate all day. And then eventually the government will take care of things for you. I think this is the plan. A Nielsen vice president suspects growth rates peaked that week as people loaded up their pantries before the stay-at-home orders went into effect. You can't buy pasta, you can't buy toilet paper, but at least you can still get booze, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the important thing. That's the important thing. But are you worried? Is your alcohol consumption going up? Do you find yourself drunk more often and you don't want to be? Are you a little concerned maybe about a loved one? Well, I came across this article. Knocking back too many quarantinis? Here's how to keep your drinking in check. Your home bar has never been better stocked, but are you maintaining healthy drinking habits while under lockdown? Maintaining healthy drinking habits. That would infer that I had healthy drinking habits to begin with, which is, of course, 
abject nonsense. Mm. <sighs> Sweet alcohol eases the pain. It's not just hand sanitizer and toilet paper that have been flying off the shelves. Alcohol has been selling like crazy too. As more people began sheltering in their homes throughout the month of March to help curb the spread of coronavirus, retail alcohol sales in the US started to rise along with the sales of cleaning products. We, should, we could just be drinking the cleaning products if we were really committed. TP and food showing just how important our drinking rituals are, even and maybe especially in a crisis. The problem with alcohol and catastrophic events, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know there was a problem. This is news to me. Making the most of being quarantined at home means making an effort to maintain some normalcy and pleasure. We'll just don't go outside, though. We'll get to that story. We'll get to that story been making arounds. Yes, it'll be another edition of It'll Never Happen Here. If you're someone who looks forward to a little tipple at the end of the day, it's reasonable to stock up. But Wendy McClary, a licensed marriage and family therapist practicing in Vermont and Massachusetts, says that the rise in alcohol sales is something to watch very carefully. God, I can't. Can you imagine when they ban alcohol from being sold? Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for Prohibition 2.0. Because they'll say due to the public health crisis being caused by alcohol and the domestic violence being caused by alcohol, we're going to have to shut down the liquor stores while everything else is shut down. There's a story doing the rounds today, ladies and gentlemen, in France, where they have banned outside exercise between the hours of 10am and 7pm. We read the story yesterday from the UK, where you're no longer allowed to buy essential items, and in Vermont, mind you. So you can't buy essential, you can only buy, pardon me, you can only buy essential items in Vermont and the UK. Because you see, they were getting really upset that people were going to places like Home Depot and buying handyman stuff to fix odd jobs around the house. So <laughs> you're not allowed to exercise between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. And while you're at home, you're not allowed to fix anything. You are supposed to just sit in the one spot and wallow in your own shit and not drink too much. Just get your Uber Eats and log into your free Pornhub account. <laughs> Kimmy in the chat, thank you for joining us. Your predictions come true. Please don't talk about liquor stores closing. If I don't talk about it, though, you're not going to be prepared. <laughs> now would be the time to stock. I'd... Look, I'm, I might be wrong, but I can just see because government is so predictably stupid. You can just see it happening, can't you? You can just see some politician coming out in the next couple of weeks going, well, one of the unforeseen side effects of coronavirus is that everybody's staying home and they're drinking a lot more. And this drinking is leading to a, a spike in domestic violence and alcohol-related problems. I think we should consider shutting down the liquor stores until the coronavirus crisis has passed. You can just see a politician doing that because they're awful, terrible, dense, shallow people who care not for your individual freedoms. You've already seen that. So it would be standard operating procedure for them to try and do something like that, right? Thank you for the diamond, Robbie Don't Care. Ban booze, want an American revolt, there she blows. Well, that'll never happen here, right? <laughs> the article continues. It can be tempting to self-medicate with alcohol. Thank you for the diamond, Piper Ohio. 
It can be tempting to self-medicate with alcohol in small quantities, says McClary. Alcohol can help reduce anxiety, but it's mainly a depressant. That's why I drink it. I drink it for the downer prospects. With the threat of deadly coronavirus and all the havoc it's wreaking, people are feeling anxious. Their typical routines have been disrupted. This, she says, can create a scenario where the usual rules no longer apply. Yes, we can have stills. Under normal circumstances, says McLaren, most adults who drink are able to do so within responsible limits. I'm what's called a functioning alcoholic. So I have an alcohol dependency, but it doesn't stop. Like, I don't lose my job or anything over it, right? I have an alcohol dependency, but it's not cost me a relationship. It's not cost me a job. It's not cost me a house. Once I made peace with my alcoholism, I was able to manage it in a way that didn't disrupt anything else in my life. (laughs) That's what you have to do. Make peace with your... If you're telling yourself constantly that your alcoholism is a problem and it needs to stop, then you'll always be a victim to it. Once you accept that it's just a part of who you are, then you can control it. There's your little hot tip for today. Your little self-help tip. Excessive drinking can also weaken your immune response, which can increase your risk for respiratory illnesses and other conditions, says Samantha Cassidy. Where's Butch? A New York City-based registered dietitian Many people are surprised to learn that heavy drinking is considered eight drinks per week for women and 15 drinks per week for men. Quitting rehab is for losers. Exactly, Kitty. I've also got a link that um, the lovely Kitty sent me, who I just found out over the weekend is of Jamaican origin. You would legitimately, I think you are legitimately the first Jamaican that I've ever spoken to. There aren't many of you around here in Australia, which doesn't make much sense to me if you consider the beaches and stuff that we have. Why the hell Jamaicans would move to Canada is beyond me. (laughs) (coughs) What? (coughs) Yeah, we're going to kick it in the snow, man. We're going to be snow bears and shit. What the fuck? Why don't you move to Australia? No, it's too fucking hot. I don't like the beach, man. Fuck. (coughs) That doesn't make much sense. But there you have it. Our children are watching every move we make. Won't somebody please think of the children? And they're learning about what it means to interact with the world as adults by our example, ladies and gentlemen. How to keep drinking in check while sheltering in place. Number one, set limits on how much you're drinking. That never works. (laughs) That never works. Well, today I'm just going to drink one bottle of wine. That never works, trust me, especially when you've got fucking nothing to do. Limit sugary cocktails. I like a cocktail. I'm a whiskey sour man. I know it's a bit of a girly drink, but I can't help myself. I like them. We've seen that people with underlying conditions like heart disease and and the diabetes are at greater risk for serious illness from COVID-19. Excess added sugar in the diet has been linked with these conditions along with other things like inadequate sleep. Maybe that's been my problem all along. (laughs) Too much alcohol. Which also impacts your immune functioning. But I don't get sick very often, so I'm not sure about that. Keep it simple and opt for a quarantini or spritz over cocktails made with sugary mixes or simple syrups. Consider low or no alcohol drinks, but that's not really a solution, is it? So we're going to move past that one. 
Be careful about relaxing your own rules. So you're stuck in your own home, but you can't make your own rules. That's fun. And adjust your focus. Even if the cocktail you made is a masterpiece, the real focus of the evening, says McClary, should be on the people who are there with you. But that would be no one if you're observing the rules. Alcohol does kill the germs. And it kills the pain, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. I see you in hell. So there you go. Knocking back too many quarantinis. Here's how to keep your drinking in check. This article, just like everything else we refer to tonight, ladies and gentlemen, will be in the show notes. Thank you for the follow, by the way, on DLive. Just a shout out to the people watching on the other platforms. If you haven't yet, please, please try to make your way over to DLive and give us a follow. I don't even care if you don't watch watch the show on DLive, but we're edging our way up to a thousand. Once I get to a thousand, I can apply for partner which I'll probably get rejected for. And that'll be a fun show anyway, complaining about being rejected. So why not give it a crack? Hmm. All right. Let's do this one. Because I want to show you how to fight back, ladies and gentlemen. Should we do the fight back first or should we do Fran Drescher? No, let's do Fran first. Mr. Sheffield. So she was on Australian TV apparently to Spruik. Oh, I'm already annoyed. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I see you in hell. I'm already annoyed. So she came on Australian TV last week to Spruik uh, the reunion show for the nanny, which is apparently taking place remotely online. I haven't watched this clip yet. But everyone was saying this clip is an absolute a fucking abortion, that this interview was a train wreck. So I thought, let's watch it together, shall we? Uh, Greeno actually brought it up on the starting block, and I said, I'm going to bring that up to the Daily Boogie. So let's have a look, see what Fran Drescher is talking about when she's not on American TV, which has been the case for the last 20 years or so. Stop singing the song. Stop singing Sorry. it. See, I just got used to singing it. It's really annoying. There's something different here, doesn't it? Well, she's known for having one of the most iconic voices in the business, and we have... <laughs> I do like Carl. That's the guy on the left is Carl. Thank, Thank you for coming. <clears throat> See you in hell. <clears throat> oh, Greeno, ladies and gentlemen. Greeno893 in the chat. He's not on the starting block account. He's on his own DLive account. That's my co-host on the starting block. Give Greeno a follow. Greeno 893. I do like Carl. Uh, he's Carl is the guy who was who resigned for um, abusive behavior. I, I'm not sure if it was sexual harassment or not, but it was in that realm. But he's so fucking popular that people who watch the show demanded he come back anyway. Like imagine if Matt Lauer had like a groundswell of people who refused to watch the show since Matt Lauer was marched off the set. So they br- he had a he had a tiff with his co-host. They got rid of the co-host and then brought Carl back and gave him a new, younger, more attractive co-host. <laughs> That's how we deal with shit in this country. So, yeah, you know, she was out on her fanny. See, fanny here is your vagina. That's our cultural translation. So to be out on your fanny would mean, I don't know, being a hooker or something, I guess. And he's just, he lacks tact. So he's like, huh, Fanny, that's a diff. That means something else in this country. 
like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I think I just got used to seeing it. She needs something different here, doesn't it? Well, she's known for having one of the most iconic voices in the business, and we are very, very excited. The oh, nanny. her voice Check is like... Gorgeous. You look just like a... Her voice is like stripping the skin and flesh from a kitten and then using its bones to make that scratching noise down a chalkboard while it's still alive. It's back leg bones. Virgin. Here, I brought you some crackers for your morning sickness. Wine and crackers. Look at all of these nanny memorable moments. I was never a fan of this fucking show, by the way. I don't if you can tell. <sighs> to me, it was always such a hacky show. Like, it was the worst of the worst when it comes to hacky sitcom lines. Like, you know that shit like... Well, I don't think that he's a very nice person. Oh, my God. He's standing right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> Awful show. Do you have a pen? Just say, go away. All of Leave these memorable moments. Privacy. These memorable nanny moments. Leave us alone. We want privacy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be so one of those funny. ones that just sits around having lunch with the girls or shopping or, or getting their hair done. All right, well, you know what? Maybe I'll try it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and now yes. actor Fran Drescher is using that voice to speak up against companies attempting to make employees work in the age of coronavirus. Ah, oh, this will be good. <laughs> Fran joins us now from her home in Malibu. A very good morning to you. Hi, how are you? We're fantastic. Hey. Thank you. All the better for speaking to you. But Fran, can you just give us a bit of an idea of, of what's happening in your country right now? Because you think... Yeah, because people often say, like, why are you talking about America so much? And it's like, okay, fair enough. People, Some people don't like it when I talk about what's happening in the United States. I get it, man. Okay, fair enough. Let's ask an American what's happening in America then, shall we? <laughs> See if you prefer this. Workers <laughs> should strike. Why is that? Um, I didn't say I thought workers should strike. I don't know what that's about at all. I think that most people are being encouraged to stay home and uh, flatten the curve so that the hospitals aren't completely inundated and won't be able to uh, service the community who are sick with not... Gee, I, is she on pills? She looks pilled up to me. What do you think? Painkillers, right? See that half eye? Like it's when you're pilled up on painkillers, it's kind of like being high, but without the dregs, you know, without the haze, you just slow everything just slows down for you. You feel numb. That's what she looks like to me, anyway. Not only COVID 19, <clears throat> but also uh, with all the other problems that people have uh, that need addressing surgeries and, and things like Don't forget that. The surgeries. And, and, I'm, uh, you know, adhering to those recommendations. I haven't left the house in the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been it's been awful. It's been awful. I haven't left the house. I, it's easy to observe the rules. You know, I haven't left the house in a couple of weeks. And, you know, every day, the help, the registered help. I have a young Negro boy who brings me groceries. 
from the local market. He comes every day at 9.30. But I told him to leave the brown paper bags on the front porch. I don't want him touching the door. I don't want him touching the doorbell. So I told him, I think his name is Jonathan. I said, Jonathan, make sure you just leave the bags there, honey, and then scream out to me from the front porch, Mrs. Drescher, Mrs. Drescher, your groceries are here. And so then I go out and I collect the groceries. So it's been very easy for me to adhere to the rules. You know, I was floating around in my pool yesterday and I was thinking about all of these awful people that are still going to work. Why are you still going to work? Don't you have a nest egg? Haven't you saved millions of dollars from your television career yet? What the hell is wrong with you people? You're out there. You're putting you're putting people like my Jonathan at risk. And if Jonathan gets sick, it's going to be very difficult for me to find another young Negro boy to get my groceries from the market. <laughs> Oy vey. And I'm very lucky because I have a nice backyard and an ocean view. Yeah, and I have an ocean view. <laughs> Doesn't everybody have an ocean view? Huh? So I haven't gotten cabin fever. Mm. I'm also doing all my own house cleaning, which is... Wow. Whoa. I'm doing my own house cleaning now. <laughs> oh, these cunts. <laughs> it's novel for me. It's novel for me. I guess that's why they call it the novel coronavirus, because you'll be doing things that you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> Keeping me very busy. So I took my nail polish off because... You bro bro brother I in the chat. Wow, that is peasant work. How brave. Stunning and brave. Have a manicure and be doing housekeeping. And I just got a rescue dog that you may see here just days before our California governor... Uh, impose the isolation on us and so I feel so blessed that I'm so I have blessed this, I got uh, my rescue dog I'm so fucking blessed over here uh, you know sweet dog to keep me company because otherwise I would have been completely alone here hey friend and, hey friend it's, it's so a great she, she's just she's just been fucking rambling about how great her life is <laughs> Uh, Fran, we brought you on here to bash the president and bash companies and bash capitalism. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. We brought you on here to bash capitalism. Why are you telling us about how you, are, how you are passing the time with your new rescue dog, your ocean views <laughs> in your Malibu fucking estate? <laughs> capitalism is just awful. Capitalism is just the horrible, most horrible thing. I don't know why people are continuing to work. You know, look, I'm observing the rules. It's easy to observe the rules. I'm here in my Malibu mansion with my ocean views. <laughs> I've got my I've got my rescue dog. And look, I've even started doing my own housework. <laughs> Just, I just love how detached these people are. Completely detached from reality. 
all this electronics and wonderful social media and stuff. Yeah, and it's I get wonderful. to see my parents on FaceTime and all of that. So, you know, I think that there are some things, though. Uh, Kimmy in the chat saying, did you know she used to be married to Dr. Shiva? I did not know that. But there you go. Suddenly, Dr. Shiva isn't as smart as he appears to be. <laughs> that we can all do to Sorry. Sorry, bro. Because, be honest. Um, when you understand and the more they're dealing with the virus. He may have invented email, but when it comes to women, he's clearly fucking clueless. <laughs> the more they're understanding that it's actually a very fragile uh, virus. It's a protein that's surrounded by fat. Oh, and now, now we're the virologist. Fran Drescher, the virologist. And um, if the fat melts in the sun, UV rays uh, will just... Yeah, but you know what? Dr. Shiva can get fucked because... <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Dr. Shiva can get fucked because I'm not going to mention any names, but one of my friends had organized to line up an interview for uh, with him on their show, on their Periscope show, and he led them on. Yeah, yeah, I'll come back. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Piper Ohio, thank you for the diamond. This is for Gypsy, but I get it, though. You're giving it to me, but if you want to, if you want to send the vibes to Gypsy, that's fine. So, yeah, he, he led this person on. Oh, we'll do it next week. Oh, sorry. And this person kept coming back at the right time, sending messages. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, we're doing this interview now. Oh, sorry about that. I got busy. I don't care how fucking big you are on, like, you know, social media, how much, how many people line up to suck your dick. If you treat people like that, you're a piece of shit. So fuck him. <laughs> if you agree to do an interview... And then instead, like, if you agree to do the interview and then don't do it, that's one thing, right? Just come out and say, look, I'm I'm not going to do the interview. I've decided against it. Fine. Everybody can deal with that. But if you keep saying yes, 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 and then just not showing up for the interview, then I'm sorry, you are a piece of shit. So fuck him. Destroy it. Uh, bleach will destroy it if you want to, you know, bleach things. Um, alcohol that's 65% or more you could make in a spray bottle and I... You put bleach. Look, I've since I've spent this week doing my own cleaning, I've come up with a few home remedies that my mama taught me, you know, from back in the old country. If you put bleach and alcohol in a spray bottle, you put a spray bottle and bleach and alcohol, and you walk around the house just spraying it on everything, I think that's how you fix what goes on. I think that's how you fix the coronavirus. See, it's actually very fragile. I figured this shit out. We've, we've got doctors. All these doctors don't know what they're talking about. I figured this shit out, guys. Put some peppermint oil so it smells. Thank you for coming. i see you in hell. You put some peppermint oil in there so it smells nice. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> She was asked a very specific question about workers being asked to go to work when they don't want to. Now she's talking about fucking home remedies for disinfectant. <laughs> she's talking about... Get Fran, you made some comments about workers having to go to work and they want to go on strike because of the coronavirus. Can you expand on that? Well, certainly. You know, I'm observing the rules. I'm here in my Malibu mansion looking at my oceanfront views. 
You know, it's not that difficult. I even started uh, cleaning my own house for a change, which is very novel for me. Usually I like to get a manicure instead, but I did come up with this remedy. Uh, you put bleach and alcohol in a spray bottle and you put a little bit of peppermint in there and it makes the house smell very nice. Um, is, is this what it's like to, um, <laughs> is this, is this like what Hanukkah is like? Just a, a fucking room full of these kinds of conversations. No, honey, you put the peppermint in the bottle. And you can spray your surfaces with that. Spray your surfaces. Spray my hands with that too is my own little thing. <laughs> I spray my hands with the disinfectant because that's my own little thing that I came up with. I invented that. And then a handy tip that, you know, people um, would never think of, but this kind of increases in the nature. <laughs> Victor Von Troop says, no, it's, no, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. Nasal passages, the mouth, and the throat, the, um... <laughs> Look at the face on Carl on the left. <laughs> he really has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Look at him. That's, that's classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then what happened? The girl's for you. She's biting she's literally biting her lip. <laughs> she wants to say, Fran, what fucking planet are you on? Nitric acid that's natural, but when you <laughs> Now, Carl's looking at his co-host who has started laughing under her breath. Now they're laughing at her. And the hum, and you can do this, <laughs> this is fucking great. She's she's a complete fucking loon. Two two weeks after, you know, two weeks after home house arrest, she's gone completely off the wall. She might have been like this all along. Who knows? Throughout the day when if you think of it, Mm, mm. And that he can no he can no longer contain it. Also, kind of prevents it from going down into the lungs, and that's really what you want. <laughs> the girl is fucking pissing herself, laughing under her breath. Like she's now telling you how to remain clear of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. She's now giving you a home remedy. Take a lozenge. Take a lozenge. You take the lozenge and you hold it under your tongue and you spray some of the peppermint bleach down your throat and that stops the virus getting down in your throat. You know, I came up with this when I was floating in my pool looking at my ocean views here in Malibu, patting my rescue dog. So it's, it's, it, it is absolutely going to work. I don't need any kind of scientific testing on this. This... I, I mean, I'm fucking Fran Drescher. Are you going to believe me? Or are you going to believe some stuck-up science prick, huh? want to do what you happen to be exposed to. And I'm taking a lot of vitamin C. And <laughs> She's fucking completely self-obsessed. Completely self-absorbed. This was supposed to be about, what about the workers? What about the poor, innocent workers, Fran? Remember? Remember the whole point of this fucking interview in the first place? Oh, the, oh my goodness, the poor workers are being brutalised by these awful capitalists. <laughs> Brave bigot in the chat. Shout out to Daywave. <laughs> what 
what happened? What happened to the workers going on strike? Fuck them. Let me tell you about this home remedy spray, this disinfectant spray that I've invented. I just spray it in my mouth and it protects me. So maybe maybe if we get all the all the Amazon workers together, we could spray them in the face with this stuff that I've invented. Then all of a sudden there wouldn't be a problem. My hands a lot. So I'm you know, I'm just doing what I is practical solutions to this. He's he is he's doing the Tucker Carlson face now. I'm just doing listen listen to this fucking bitch. I'm doing what the practical solutions. Practical solutions in your Malibu fucking mansion with your rescue dog, you cunt. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't even I didn't even think it would be possible for me to dislike this woman more than I already did. But then again, phew, coronavirus is bringing out the best in people. In the time being, and then when it's all said and done, and mm-hmm. we will get out the other side of this, mm-hmm. um, we'll have 2020 vision <laughs> out of hindsight as to what we can do to change a lot of different uh, systems. <laughs> the, the, the girl on the show cannot look up. She knows if she looks up, she's fucking busted. That's why she's looking down, pretending to look at the computer. And it's great because every now and then you can just hear, I've got a good set of headphones on, but so maybe you can't hear it, but you can just hear just slightly into her lapel mic. You can just hear a little bit of this every now and then. <laughs> it's like a muted mutley. <laughs> it's fucking great. So... We don't have to worry about our health situation <laughs> when something like this should happen again. Shut the fuck up, Fred! <laughs> what are you talking about? You psychotic woman! What the fuck are you on about, man? Great comment in the chat from Daryl. I'll take her over the woo. <laughs> and I think that we also need much more education on how to... We need more education. Bolster your immune system. Greeno, I want Fran to be a guest every day. <laughs> she can have her own segment, her own 15 little segment, fighting coronavirus with Fran Drescher. Prevent yourself from being at high... She's, she soaked up the entire interview. Oh, they, they've only asked one question, and that was the question right at the start. About, you were talking about workers going on strike because they shouldn't be forced to work due to coronavirus. And all we've gotten since then is the Malibu house, the rescue dog, the ocean views, uh, the, the, the disinfectant that I invented, which is bleach and alcohol with a little bit of peppermint twist in it, the lozenge that you put under your tongue to stop coronavirus coming out... <laughs> She's fucking completely off the wall. I risk of getting sick, and that's what I do a lot. There's never an end to the sentence. There's never a break. You can never inject yourself. It just, it, it, there's just and, 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 and. <laughs> At cancerschmancer.org, which I hope all of your viewers go to because we have so many. <laughs> Watch, I think her name's Allison, the co-host here in the green top. Now watch, she does her best. She resolves herself. She gets some steel. She reaches deep down inside and finds a poker face. 
And then so she pl- she plugs the website. Usually, you know, if a plug of a website or something comes up, that's an indicator that she's about to stop talking. You know, and I've got this website. It's called uh, peppermintsprayintheface.org. And I urge all of your listeners to go there to come up with some solutions. And just when the guy's taking a breath to ask the question again, because that's a very good, and then she fucking loses it. Have a look at the co-host. And that's what... I do a lot at cancerschmenza.org, <laughs> which I follow. She's fucking shaking. You can see her shaking from trying to keep the laughs in. <laughs> we also need much more education oh, poor on how to bolster your immune system <laughs> and prevent yourself from being at high risk of getting sick. And that's what I do a lot at cancerschmenza.org, which I Cancer all your viewers go to because... We have so many <laughs> videos, some with celebrities like Jamie Foxx and myself and Jeff Bridges, but others very highly. There's so many celebrities on cancerschmancer.org. There's myself and Jeff Bridges and Jamie Foxx, and there's also other non-celebrity people, but you don't have to worry so much about them. Qualified doctors that are going to give you very practical tips on how to stay healthy. Fran, that's all we have time for. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Power move. <laughs> that's, that's fucking dynamite, Fran. Uh, that's all we got time for, though, sweetheart. So thanks for not talking about the thing that you were brought on the show to talk about. Thanks for not talking. Thanks for not answering any questions. Thanks for just babbling, literally babbling for five minutes and not answering any questions. That's all. Thanks, Fran. That's all we got the time. That's all we got time for. <laughs> that's a fucking power move from a host. I'm with celebrities like Jamie Foxx and myself and Jeff Bridges, but others very highly qualified doctors that are going to give you. He probably had like, I mean, it's a five, six minute hit, right? So he probably had like. I don't know. He would have had more questions than he wanted to, than he knew he was going to get to, right? You always have more rather than less. So he probably had like eight or eight to 10 questions on his sheet there, I, I would suspect. You know, 30 second answers, five minute interview, maybe one or two answers goes over. You know, maybe an answer will be a minute or something. So, you know, have eight to 10 questions ready to go. And then as you're running out of time, just get to the ones that are most important. He hasn't even got to one. The co-host asked something about workers going on strike and then she's talked about everything except that. She's fucking promoting cancerschmancer.org. She's talking about taking lozenges. She's talking about putting peppermint in your disinfectant. What the fuck is she talking about? Very practical tips on how to stay healthy. Fran, that's all we have time for. Um, Thank you. He actually cut her off. She was going to keep going. She, she went to keep speaking, but he cut her off. Somebody in the production truck must have turned her fucking mic down. That are going to give you very practical tips on how to stay healthy. Fran, that's all we have time for. Um, thank you so much um, for, for being with us this morning. We love your smiling face so much. We love, we oh, love... Wait a minute, I have to make the biggest announcement. You're not going to believe oh. it. Oh. You're, oh. You're what do we miss? You're not going to believe it. But this coming Monday on April 6th, the nanny is having a virtual reunion of the original Just get out. <laughs> nanny in the chat. Just cut the feed. Just get, a, just get rid of her. and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Becca. 
Bury the headline, friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> And then the one time that she doesn't say anything. He's like, way to bury the headline, Fran. And then she just sits there like a fucking stunned mullet with a stupid look on her face. Doesn't doesn't reply. Exactly. <laughs> Today on April 6th, the nanny is having a virtual reunion of the original Get cast. Out. Get out. Bury the headline, Fran. Bury the headline, Fran. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, yes. hey! thank you so much for being with us. We do have to go. We're going to be tuning in for that, Fran. Um, we love you so much. I had all these questions to, uh, to ask you because you were my nanny um, when I was growing up, effectively. And that dream has now been shattered, huh? You're a very funny lady. Thank you so much for all the enjoyment you've given us over the years. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, how about that? Well, that was a fucking train wreck. <laughs> Glad we watched that. <laughs> Fran, tell us about the uh, poor, innocent children. P tell us about the poor, innocent workers who are being forced to work at places like Amazon and stuff. Do you think that they should go on strike? Well, let me tell you something. It's very easy for me to adhere to the rules. I got my rescue dog three days ago, and I was looking at my ocean views over there, and I thought, what if I put a little bit of peppermint in my disinfectant, uh, you know, and I'll use that to wipe down the surfaces. You know, I spray my hands with it. That's just my little thing. And if you put a little bit of this spray in your throat, which is bleach and alcohol with a little bit of peppermint, you'll find that it stops the virus getting in. You So, so these kinds of practical tips, this is the kind of shit that we're doing on my website, cancerschmancer.org. There's a lot of celebrities involved with it. Jamie Foxx is there and Jeff Bridges is there. And you were there and you were there. Oh, thanks for joining us, Fran. That's all the fucking time we got. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> All right. Let me bring you... Let's stay in Australia, shall we? We'll dispatch with Ms. Dresser. Bye, Mr. Sheffield. So long, Fran. Thank you. Thanks for the memories. Let's keep them that way. Um, because we've been talking about, well, what do, what do we do? Because, you know, on this show, we've been focusing on things, ladies and gentlemen, like our civil rights being taken away, our civil liberties being stripped away from us. And it's like, how do we fight back from this? Boogie... I know you make jokes about people not doing anything, like nobody cares, but if you are a freedom-loving individual, how the hell are you supposed to stand up to this? You wouldn't understand. You gave your guns away. Well, I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, with a message of hope. I have hope. Thank, Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I am here with a message of hope. There is hope. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the Australian way to stand up for your rights. This is fucking amazing. See, you don't need guns. Man armed with a whip goes on a racist rant outside Chinese consulate in Sydney and accuses visitors of wearing masks, wearing masks of spreading coronavirus. Thank you for the diamond, Robbie. Don't care. Liberties, schmibbities. Cancer Schmancer. <laughs> Cancerschmancer.org. Jamie Fox is there. Jeff Bridges is there. Shocking footage has emerged. Shock, shocking footage 
has emerged of a man with a whip launching into a racist tirade at people lining up outside a Chinese consulate. The man wearing an Akubra, which is a cowboy hat, famous Australian cowboy hat, cracks the bullwhip while abusing members of the public wearing face masks who are waiting to enter the Chinese consulate general in Sydney's inner west on Monday. Again, we're in Western Sydney. Fuck, I love my town. Fuck, I love being a Westie. (laughs) This is how we do it. This is how we roll. The racist rant goes on for several minutes. Don't worry, I have the footage. With the man even threatening to shoot the Chinese general secretary and accusing China of spreading COVID-19. The frightening incident is the latest in a string of coronavirus-related racial attacks and comes just days after a woman of Vietnamese background was called an Asian dog and spat on in nearby Marrickville. There's a picture of the guy. Have a look at that. Huh? <laughs> it's fucking Crocodile Dundee's going to save us. Yes, I know, inner west, not west. But on days like this, Natty, it's the west. We'll, we'll adopt them for this day. We need a sticker of this guy. So let's see how he rolls. We've got the man right here, the great man. And see, people are gonna people are gonna make jokes and they're gonna say, but Australians gave their guns away. What are you gonna do? And I'm, now I'm going to be able to say, oh yeah, where's your whip cracking vigilante, huh? Sure, you've got your Second Amendment, you've got your fancy guns. Where's your guy cracking whips? Hmm? Where's your whip cracking fucking freedom fighter? You haven't got one, have you? Huh? Where's your whip guy? Huh? 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 But we've got our guns, so what? We don't need them. We've got fucking whips. (laughs) (laughs) Come on! You Australians aren't going to do nothing. Australians aren't going to do nothing. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Are you doing this? Like I said, where's your whip-cracking fucking vigilante, huh? Huh? Fucking commie bastards. (laughs) With a whip? Yes, with a whip. The whip just fucking echoes around. <laughs> There'd be people sitting in the office upstairs because you would just hear, fucking gummy bastard, fucking gummy bastard. And then every now and then, <sighs> people would be in their chairs in the office upstairs. What the fuck was that? We're not going to sell out to you Wake up, Australia. Wake up, Australia. No more shit from China. <laughs> the attack. It's not really attack. It's an, it's not really an attack. It's more like an artistic display, I think. <laughs> no more shit from China. No more shit from China. 
Hey. <laughs> is he our guy? I think he's our guy. Australia, is this our guy? Whoever this guy is, he should be our next Prime Minister. The whip cracking PM. He pr- he's probably a fan of Bob Catter. Filthy fucking commies. No more. I'm a Kelly and I'm over it. He must be. He's descended from Ned Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know who Ned Kelly is, uh, he's Australia's most famous bush ranger. A bush ranger would be like your Wild West outlaws. And he was eventually taken down after he homemade a suit of armor out of metal. And it took like, I don't know, how many coppers did it take to bring him down? They had to bring in special coppers from South Africa or something to hunt him down. Took like 30 of them to bring him down. They shot him in the legs. We'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you, fuckers. We'll get you. The world's coming to get you. The world's coming to get you. Follow Q said, that's it. I'm getting a whip. Local police did not attend the scene because the cops in Sydney would have said, eh, he's not, not doing a bad job, is he? <laughs> there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, I think he's our guy. Let me put that uh, link in the chat for you. Gypsy saying, can we adopt him? Yes, but only after we're finished with him. We're going to need him. We're going to need him for the times ahead. That's how you deal. That's how you deal with shit. Got this one. Are you get have you got your Trump bucks yet? Have you got your 1200 Trump bucks? Well, what are you planning to spend the money on? See, we're not getting 1200 Trump bucks here. We're getting $750 a week. A week. We basically have UBI now. Yay. I'm as happy as a pig in mud. Aussie spends his $750 stimulus payment on a carload of VB beer. If you don't know what VB is, it's like the cheap, nasty, popular stuff that everybody drinks here. Victoria Bitter. Let me let me see if I can show you an ad. Because some of the VB ads, they, they are folklore. All right. This one will do. From 1988. How does it happen? You're coaching the crew <laughs> or printing the news or straining till you thought you would burst. You sure got a thirst. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is Vic. Victoria Bitter. You know how it happens. You're treating their sprains or fixing the trains. Or trying too hard to come first. You sure got a thirst. You sure got a thirst. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is Vic. A long, cold Vic. It can come at any time. 
You're taking a bow or feeding a cow. Matter, Matter of fact, fact I, I got it, it now. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is Vic. Victoria Bitter. There you go. So that's Victoria Bitter, right? <clears throat> now you know. An Australian man has proudly spent his $750 stimulus payment on eight cases of Victoria Bitter. <clears throat> he was one of six million Australians who received the one-off payment from the government to ward off a looming recession brought on by the coronavirus crisis. As soon as the money was in his account, he headed to the bottle shop to stock up on beer. I've just spent my stimulus money. I've got eight slabs in there. Should last me about eight days. Let's have a look at this fine Australian patriot supporting Australian beer makers. Well, I've just spent my stimulus money. I've got eight slabs in there. That should do me about eight days. And those eight slabs, they're the 30 can ones. We call them a green briefcase. <laughs> That's So you get 30 cans of beer in one of them. So he's doing well. Happy? Oh, I'm happy as a pig in mud. That's the way, mate. Well done. No you worries. enjoy. I'll enjoy. see you next week. Take care. Looks like a good VB drinker to me as well. So there you go. That's how you should spend your money. So what are we doing down here in Australia to fight the coronavirus? Well, let me tell you. <clears throat> We're hosting uh, train wreck interviews with Fran Drescher. We are cracking whips outside the Chinese consulate. And we are buying all of the beer. What else do you fucking need? Filthy fucking commies! Fucking commies, we're coming for you! Thank you for the Diamond Piper, Ohio. We're doing well. We've got this thing licked. All right. I want to uh, share with you something here, if you'll allow me. I want to bring you a friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, who should be getting a little bit of love. He's our favorite boomer here on the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gary Vance. Now, I, I like Gary. I get on really well with Gary. I think Gary's fucking fantastic, and he doesn't get enough people watch his show. Um, it might not be for everybody. His videos may not be for everybody, but for me, it's this is the kind of stuff that I like. And I'm playing this. I'm not playing this to make fun of Gary. I'm playing this to give you a little bit of anecdotal evidence, right? So Gary's in Minnesota, and in this clip, he's talking about an experience that somebody had uh, close to him. Have a listen to this. Here's the deal. I live in a town 25 miles roughly west of the Twin Cities. And, um... Thank you for the diamond, Becca. Um, a relative called a couple <clears throat> hours ago, I guess it was. Or text or whatever the heck it was. But uh, his neighbor was standing in his... I, I don't know what he's got on the wall. It looks like some kind of knife on the wall. Looks like some kind of knife there on the wall. So maybe it's some kind of uh, Indian knife or something. I don't know. The radio voice, right? Exactly. I, the first time I listened to him, I liked him instantly. Because he reminds me of uh, overnight radio voice. You might hear on NPR. 
some kind of local radio station. It's also the voice that you would have if you were a Hollywood serial killer on the run, you know, calling up the police on the phone. So imagine like the police fucking running around trying to gather paperwork and stuff and the phone rings. Hello, this is Detective Bumper. How can I help you? I see you've been looking in all the wrong places. (laughs) (laughs) And then you, you indicate to all the other cops, it's him, it's him. Hit the record button. Start the fucking trace. There's no need for you to start the trace because I'm not going to be where I am right now by the time you get there. But you might find something of interest to you. Most people do this to get caught. I do this for justice. Kitty in the chat says, I want him to get me pregnant. (laughs) So there you go, Gary. Fucking Gary. That voice, my man, this is why he's our favorite boomer. That voice, the fucking chicks are thirsty, mate. Time to get back out there. Get yourself back on the market, brother. All right. But all jokes aside, I do like Gary. So I will share this link. I'll put this link in the chat. Like I said, he's not for everyone, but he is. um, Oh, look, there you go. He is giving details of like what's happening in his local area. So. Let's have a listen to this. It'll. This is another edition of It'll Never Happen Here. His yard uh, with his family and the family across the street had to come over and they were all out in the front yard uh, talking and, you know, carrying on whatever, you know, just a, uh, actually a beautiful Sunday afternoon here. Sunshine. Fucking love his voice. They're they're out in his yard and they're all standing around talking. He has the best voice on here. God's honest truth. And and this is the voice that's coming through a fucking uh, headset microphone, which are terrible quality. Could you imagine if he was on a really good mic, how fucking good he would sound? I'm not even joking. I love this guy's voice. The street had to come over and they were all out in the front yard. Uh talking and, you know, carrying on, whatever, you know, just a, uh, actually a beautiful Sunday afternoon here, sunshine, whatever, and they're all out, and they're, they're out in his yard, and they're all standing around talking. God's honest truth. A trooper pulled up and said, you're going to have to disperse this crowd. Go back to your homes. That's not concerning at all, is it? That is not concerning at all. So a family standing at the front of their own home, talking to the family across the street, a state trooper pulls up, disperse the crowd. Live from the D-Live Studios, with your host Boogie Bumper, it's time for everybody's favourite game show. Sydney, come on down. Come on down, Sydney. Melbourne, come on down. That's right, we're up next, Melbourne. 
And don't forget, our newest contestant, Minnesota. Come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. Sunshine, whatever. And they're all out in, their, they're out in his yard and they're all standing around talking. God's honest truth. A trooper pulled up and said, you're going to have to disperse this crowd. Go back to your homes. 25 miles west of the cities. You can see corn from where these people live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no one out there. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's a brand new neighborhood. But anyway, these there was basically a family from across the street Horrifying. In the yard of a family across the street, and they Horrifying. were standing around talking, and the police came in and dispersed them. That happened a couple hours ago here on uh, April 5th, 2020, at about 4 o'clock p.m. Unbelievable. Yep. And <clears throat> when we were talking about this kind of shit a month ago, most people weren't paying attention. Gary has always been somebody who knew that we were on the money here on this program. He's a supporter of the show. He shares the show out. He's a great guy. So give him a follow. I put the link in the chat. I enjoy his broadcast because, like I said, it reminds me of like overnight radio. It's just very cool, very calm, and that fucking voice. I love it. So I'll, I'll always share Gary out. He's a good guy. He's our favorite boomer here on the show. And he's only got like 56 followers or something. So he needs more. He does like, you know, he does good info. But I mean, like I said, it's not for everyone. Like I said earlier in the show, we had the guy yesterday who couldn't even wait eight minutes for the fucking intro to finish before they started barking orders at me. Come on, hurry up for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, you, like you've got a life or something. Give me a break. So it's not for everyone. Um, but I do enjoy Gary's stuff. Because that voice is just tremendous. And see, by pro hire, a trooper only has jurisdiction on state highways. Break out of that mindset. It doesn't matter. None of this should be happening in your country because you have the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, remember? None of it should be happening. But so, you know, Gary knew that this was going to be the case. When I was talking about the stores getting raided, he got in touch with me and because he lives, he can see a loading dock to a supermarket. He got in touch with me like a few days after I was talking about the stores will start getting raided. People will start clearing out the stores. And people are like, it's not going to happen. It'll never happen here. People aren't that dumb. I'm like, okay. And he got in touch with me and he said, mate, the, the fucking, the stores are starting to get raided. And I said, I know. People are crazy. They'll do it, man. They're absolutely going to run on the stores. You're going to run out of toilet paper. And he was doing broadcast saying, I'm watching the fucking store. I'm watching for trucks. They're starting to run out of shit. So he got it. He got it from the get-go. But what I suspect is going to happen is... Because right now, these stories about people getting arrested, people getting fined, um, people getting pushed off the beach, there's a lot of people... <clears throat> Thank you for the diamond loof ring, though. You don't understand. We have guns here, right? <laughs> look at what they're... Look at how far they're going already. There's not going to be a revolution, guys. There's not going to be an uprising. 
Look at look at what's happening around you. There's never going to be a point where everybody collectively says, okay, that's enough. What may happen is what I think in right now you've got these little stories of things taking place, right? Of things happening to individuals. But if it doesn't directly affect us, we kind of compartmentalize it, right? It goes off into the ether and we don't really consider it because we still have the majority of people right now cheering for these lockdown laws, cheering for the, your rights to be taken away. They want this, but they won't want it when it happens to them. You see what I'm saying here? <clears throat> Everyone's in favour of people getting arrested for going to the park or going to the beach until they're the one getting arrested, right? And that's why we say on this show, you know, nobody really gives a fuck until it's too late. Until it happens to them. Let me show you a couple of stories here. 99-year-old New Jersey in New Jersey charged after attending party during state ban on gatherings. <laughs> Granddad. We've got to cuff Granddad and throw him in the back of the car. <laughs> arresting 99-year-olds to protect people from coronavirus. A 99-year-old man and nine others were charged in New Jersey with violating the state's ban on gatherings. It is literally directly opposed to your constitutional right of free assembly. Directly opposed. Like, you can't, you cannot get any more fundamentally um, contrasted from you have a right to free assembly versus the state has banned people from gathering. It's the exact opposite. Aimed at stemming the spread of coronavirus, officials said, the group was celebrating an engagement in Lakewood, New Jersey on Tuesday, Ocean County Prosecutor Bradley D. Bilheimer and Police Chief Gregory Meyer said in a news release. The couple hosting the party was also charged... <laughs> this is a wine and crackers orgy. The couple hosting the party was also charged with six counts of child endangerment, one count for each of their six minor children who were at the celebration. So the minors are getting charged, ladies and gentlemen. We're charging children. Children. It's not just the 99-year-old who was arrested and charged. No, we're locking your kids up too. Yay. Mummy, am I going to jail? Yes, sweetie. I'm sorry. Mummy, but I didn't do anything. I just wanted to have some cake and some drink at the engagement party. I didn't want to go to jail. Shut the fuck up, kid. We're trying to protect people. We're saving lives, you dumb kid. <laughs> it's about time we teach little Johnny a lesson. Little Timmy thought he could go to the engagement party and play with the other boys and girls. He was dead wrong. We're trying to protect the community from coronavirus, you little bastard. <laughs> hey, how good is this? New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced a statewide stay-at-home order on March 21 that prohibits all gatherings such as celebrations. Can't believe I have to say this at all, let alone for a second time. He's pissed off that people aren't observing what he's saying. <laughs> But we are here. 
But here we are. No corona parties. They're illegal, dangerous, and stupid. We will crash your party. This is the governor. We will crash your party. You will pay a big fine, and we will name and shame you until everyone gets this message into their heads. Ah, yeah. The governor, ladies and gentlemen, social pressure, naming and shaming, arresting fucking children for being at an engagement party. It can't happen here. Can't happen here, huh? Man handcuffed in front of daughter at Brighton Park for allegedly violating social distancing. Oh, this is great. Police are apparently arresting a dad for throwing a ball to his daughter. It was a former city council member who could not believe what he was recording. In a park believe about, it, son. I don't know, 30, 40 acres. But apparently that is not allowed by Brighton. Well, if you don't give us your information, we're going to put you in handcuffs in front of your six-year-old daughter. Matt Moon. <laughs> we got our guns. We got a constitution. We ain't gonna put up with this shit. Mooney is the 33-year-old dad who assured his daughter they were doing nothing wrong when police approached and told them they were violating the state's. Yes, I think you did, Gypsy. It was. I think a couple of people sent it to me social distancing guideline she's like daddy i don't want you to get arrested but daddy i don't want you to get arrested it's not fair you didn't do anything daddy no as the cops cuff him and drag him away for having the audacity to be in a field with his child alone with nobody else around throwing a ball to her (laughs) shit is getting real ladies and gentlemen Again, most people don't care. In fact, it's worse than that. Most people are cheering it. And then you'll get a whole bunch of people who look at a story like this and say, well, that's a bit extreme. That's a bit unfair. And it's like, no, no, this is allowed because of all the other shit you allowed. And, you know, you think somebody like me and people like me are crazy when we were getting upset. Well, not upset isn't the right word. When we were highlighting the problem with, you know, strict social enforcements, which are anti-constitutional and are trampling on people's civil liberties. It wasn't because we want old people to die. It wasn't because we're denying the virus, right? The whole point is if you give these people an inch, they will take a fucking mile. And next thing you know, you will have guys getting arrested in front of their six-year-olds for playing alone in a park with them because that's just what humans do. That's just the progression that happens. That's why your rights and your individual freedoms and your civil liberties are so fucking important. Because once it's chipped away, you can you you probably never get it back. And you know, do you want the Fran Dreshers of the world deciding what's right and what's wrong? Well, it's very easy for me to observe the rules here in my Manhattan, here in my Malibu mansion. I've got ocean views. I've got my rescue dog. And, you know, I just put a little bit of peppermint into my disinfectant 
and I use that. I spray that on my face, and that keeps the virus away. I don't know why other people, these other peasants, are out there walking around trying to play with their children. What, are they trying to get everybody killed? Are they trying to kill everyone, huh? We're trying to protect lives here. You know, at this point, I'm thinking there's no way they're going to arrest me. You know, there, there's no way. This is insane. And, you know, so I'm telling her, I'm like, don't worry, daddy's not going to get arrested. You know, I've done nothing. <laughs> don't worry, daddy's going to arrest. Daddy's going to the clink. Um, you know, don't worry about it. And then they arrest me. The sign at Donaldson Park says closed, but in smaller print says in groups of no more than four persons, parks remain open for walking, hiking, biking, running, and similar activities. Matt was just there with his wife and six-year-old. He says it was the officers who were violating social distancing guidelines. During this whole contact, you know, none of the officers had masks on, none of them had gloves on, you know, and they're in my face handcuffing me. They're they're touching me. I certainly don't think it's appropriate for for a father to, to be handcuffed in front of his Family. Kirby Wallen took the cell phone footage and shared it with the problem solvers. He's being taken away by the Brighton police for wow. playing softball with his daughter. Do you feel safer? Does this make you feel safe? Do you think that you are being protected, ladies and gentlemen? Movie Time Blues. Politics is downstream from culture books. The culture was rotting, which allows authoritarians to justify unlawful actions. Ding, 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 ding. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Does this make you feel safe? Does this make you feel protected? <clears throat> and for all the people who are standing there cheering that people should be arrested, we have people who are legitimately saying that people should get 10 years prison if they uh, go outside, Right. You should get to throw his ass in jail. We're trying to save lives here. Don't they fucking understand? You are the cretins that allow this to happen. You are the pieces of shit who, when you get arrested for playing softball in an open field with nobody around with your six-year-old daughter, when you get arrested, it'll be a tragedy, right? Oh, this isn't fair. I was observing the rules. I was on your side all along. How could you do this for me? I'm one of you. And not a single fuck will be given. Wonderful, isn't it? It's not all bad. Illinois town mayor is shocked after sending cops to break up parties amid coronavirus lockdown, only to find his wife was at one of them. Yes. <laughs> good, good. I hope she got fucking pepper sprayed. A small-town Illinois mayor on Sunday sent police officers to break up a social gathering that was held in violation of the governor's coronavirus stay-at-home order, only to find his own wife was among the revelers. How embarrassing. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Honey, how could you? Alton Mayor Brant Walker on Monday issued a statement on Facebook apologising to the community. We've got to look after the community. And saying that he was instructed, he has instructed the town's police chief chief to treat his wife Shannon as he would any citizen violating the stay-at-home order and to ensure that she received no special treatment. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's going to be making his own sandwiches for a while, I think. I'm embarrassed by this incident and apologize to the citizens of Alton for any embarrassment this incident may cause our city, the mayor added in his post. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave... 
Of course, these kinds of crazy rules only happen in places like South Africa. South African bride and groom arrested over lockdown wedding. Married life got off to an unexpected start for a pair of newlyweds in South Africa when police showed up to the party. (laughs) It's happening everywhere. We are all a third world country now. Same laws, same rules. Isn't it strange that the same rules and laws are happening all all around the world? Isn't that the darndest thing? It's almost like some kind of global edict is taking place. Hmm? No. Of course not. Never mind that. Did you know the flu has killed more people? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. Thank you for the useful information. They had received a tip-off that the wedding in KwaZulu-Natal was happening on Sunday despite a nationwide ban on all public gatherings because of coronavirus. All 50 wedding guests, the pastor who conducted the ceremony, and the newlyweds themselves were promptly arrested and taken to a police station outside Richards Bay. That's the way you want to spend your wedding night, huh? In a South African prison. Doesn't she look gorgeous getting into the back of that police car? Let's have a look here. Isn't she? Isn't she? (laughs) Isn't she lovely? Doing six month prison cells. Isn't she lovely? (laughs) Da 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 da. I hope they tied some cans to the back of the police car when they drove off. (laughs) Maybe when she got to the cop station, they were throwing rice at her. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be all bad. You can put a little effort in. They should have put her in the cage, I think. Good night, my bride. Enjoy your night in prison. Fucking unreal. (laughs) Well, maybe that's just for the newlyweds books. Maybe that's just for the people who just got married. Married. Maybe it's not for... I mean, now would probably be a good time to be gay, right? Because it looks like they're going after, you know, these heterosexual couples who are getting married. Looks like they're targeting them. Guess again. Barcelona police had to break up an eight-person orgy that violated the country's coronavirus lockdown. They are now literally breaking into your home and into your bedroom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember the order, ladies and gentlemen, that the New York um, state government put out a couple of weeks ago saying don't give each other rim jobs because that'll spread coronavirus? Do you remember that? And we all had a fucking fun laugh. We all had a big laugh at how stupid the government thinks, you know, how stupid the government is to think that they have some kind of jurisdiction over what we do in our bedrooms. Remember that? Remember we were laughing at that? (laughs) Barcelona had to break up an eight-person orgy that violated the country's coronavirus lockdown. Don't know what's going on there. Spanish police officers burst into a Barcelona apartment to break up an eight-person orgy last weekend, literally in the in the bedroom, 
arresting the men for breaking the country's strict COVID-19 quarantine. According to the Olive Press, a person invited to the party tipped off the authorities about the location. You rat! Location, time, and date of the party, which was reportedly expected to host up to 30 people. So they didn't even wait for all 30 to arrive. Undercover officers caught the men after... The- <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no, man! Imagine being a police officer. It's like... Johnson, Johnson, we've got a very, I don't, I think you're ready for this, Johnson. Sir, what is it? Well, you know, you've been asking to go undercover for quite some time. Yes, that's true, sir. I'm ready. I've got, I've done all the tests. Good. We need you to break up a criminal syndicate, a criminal gang. Okay. So what should I be practicing? Should I, am I going undercover as a mafia guy? Am I going undercover as a hitman? No, no, no. You're going undercover as a homosexual who is showing up to an orgy. What? Yes. <laughs> now, if you <laughs> if you'll go and see if you'll go and see Smith down in the evidence cage, I think we've collected some strap-on dildos, some butt plugs, some leather masks, some leather straps, and some whips. So I want you to I want you to gear up because you're going in, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Don't forget you you have to supply your old your own condoms, Johnson. What a fucking horror show. Undercover officers caught the men after they buzzed the doorbell to the Barcelona apartment where the party was being hosted. They were let in without resistance. Mm, Come on in. Inside, they found speed, ecstasy, meth, and cocaine scattered across the apartment. It sounds like a hell of a fucking shindig. The men were arrested for... (laughs) So they weren't arrested for If this doesn't show you how sick the Western world is right now, nothing will. If this doesn't illustrate for you where we are at mentally, then nothing will. Listen to this. The the undercover cops who went to break up the gay orgy, they found speed, ecstasy, meth, and cocaine scattered across the apartment, but the men were arrested for breaking Spain's strict shelter-in-place lockdown order that has been in place since March. <laughs> They weren't arrested for the drugs. <laughs> sir, sir, we've collected evidence. We've got uh, we've got meth, we've got cocaine, we've got speed. Just leave all that. Have we got eight men in one room fucking each other in the ass? Yes, get them. Take photos. That's what we're here for. You just leave the drugs where they are. We're not here for that. That's not our job. <laughs> Doing some good police work, huh? (laughs) In addition to advisory for all residents to stay inside, the country has taken drastic measures in an attempt to handle the COVID-19 pandemic, such as nationalising all private hospitals. Yeah, it's not a takeover of the economy at all, is it? The government has taken over all the private hospitals in Spain. Great picture too, by the way. (sighs) There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Tell you what, one more story, just to kick it home, <clears throat> in a similar vein. Just because, see, what these guys should have done, what the South African wedding couple should have done, ladies and gentlemen, is take a leaf of ingenuity out of the book of the Americans. Because the Americans have come up with a solution. Have a look. 
So how do you hold a church wedding if must to the... This was sent through by Amberlina, by the way. Shout out to Amberlina. Countries under state-home order, so your friends and family can't be there. Well, this couple in Michigan came up Michigan. with something interesting to pull off their big day. They're getting married Saturday. The groom didn't want his bride to walk down the aisle in this empty church, so he had a local packing company make cardboard cutouts to replace family and friends who can't attend. I don't know. I don't know how long I can keep doing this show. <laughs> can we at least draw some little faces on them or something? That's creepy to me. Look at this. Can we at least draw a little face? Why do all the girls have the same haircut? It's like children of the corn. Can we at least put little faces on them? <laughs> Lame. That's weak. <laughs> Cardboard wedding guests. Uh, winning. Are you sick of winning yet? Huh? Part of me wishes that the conversation was like, you know, the husband saying to the the would be to the baby bride to the would be wife, honey. Um, I've got an idea. Instead of inviting your family to the wedding. Uh, why don't we have cardboard cutouts and be like, oh, yeah, because of the virus? What virus? <laughs> I just fucking hate your mother-in-law. I just hate your mother. Can we just have a cardboard cutout of her instead? That's a really great idea. That way we won't be breaking any rules. Rules? What are you talking about? Virus? <laughs> There's no virus. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the virus, yeah. Because of the virus. So he had a local packing company make cardboard cutouts to replace family and friends who can't attend. The company, <clears throat> pardon me, the company donated its work. The groom said he reminded him, you know what? The host sounds like he's got the coof. There could be a silver lining to this situation. It's been great to see that, you know, you have the, the scary news, but then you're also getting some amazing news of some people that are. Oh, yeah, this isn't fucking scary at all. <laughs> You know, you're getting the scary news, but here we got a good, nice, feel-good story. We're getting married in front of a room full of cardboard cutouts. We're getting married in front of a room full of cardboard silhouettes. This is a feel-good story. Just coming out of the woodwork to do really creative things to help out. Really creative? Looks like they just traced around their employees and then cut the cardboard out. Well, that's Dan, his future wife Amy, by his side. They can't have a reception, so instead they'll have a nice little home-cooked meal after their ceremony. The time right now is 6.20. How about that? <laughs> that's not weird at all. That's not creepy at all. That's fine. Everything is fine. You know what? One more story. One more feel-good story to send us out for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm very interested in solutions here on this program. And I'm very, I'm very interested in governments coming up with new and exciting ways to deal with the coronavirus. But it has to be ways that puts people's minds at ease, right? Because I don't... Henry St. George Tucker Bumper, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they, get, they probably have more people attending now that they're only talking about cardboard cutouts than they would. Otherwise, so we're, we're interested in solutions here, but we want to put people's minds at ease because, as you know, I think it's a great idea that uh, fathers are being dragged away by police in handcuffs when they play softball with their six-year-old daughters out in open fields with nobody around. I think it's wonderful. 
I think people should get 100 years prison if they surf on their own because we're saving lives, goddammit. You disgusting, sick son of a bitch. We're trying to save people's lives. What's wrong with you? I think it's great that people are getting married in front of cardboard cutouts. I think it's great that brides and grooms are being arrested on during their wedding and thrown into police cars and eventually jail. I think it's great that police in Barcelona are kicking down doors during private orgies in bedrooms and arresting the people, not for the piles of drugs that they have on them, but for the fact that they're having an orgy. I think this is wonderful stuff. Freedom reigns supreme. So... How do we come up with new and exciting ways to solve the issues that surround coronavirus whilst not alarming the public? Well, how about this in the UK? I said, how about this in the UK? How about this in the in UK? In the United there Kingdom, morgues are being built in residential neighbourhoods. To- Let that settle in for a moment, huh? <laughs> did you did you see the construction? Did you see the new construction site down the road, honey? Yeah, what are they building down there? It looks like a community centre. That's good. It's a place for the kiddies to play. Looks like a nice little community centre for the kids to play. No, no. It's where they're going to keep all the bodies, love. It's... <laughs> Where to go and keep all the fucking dead bodies, you see. Really, just down the road. Well, that'll be convenient. That'll save us a lot of time. When we go to identify our friends and family, at least we know we're not going to have to travel all the way across town. You know, because there's no public transport right now. I don't really want to take the car out of garage. You can get fined, you know, if you're in a group of more than two people. You can get arrested. So hopefully they just put a morgue down the end of our street. <laughs> So we don't have to travel. We can have the bodies come to us. It's going to be great. In the United Kingdom, morgues are being built in residential neighbourhoods <laughs> to deal with the soaring death rate. Oh, Parks, yes. industrial sites and even an ice rink are also being transformed into mortuaries. <laughs> an ice rink is being transformed into a mortuary, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Suburban morgues. Places to stack the fucking bodies. I want to share I want to share this link. This seems like an appropriate time to do this. It's only a minute 20 long. Uh, I'll put the link in the chat. Uh Medica pl- uh, shared this on his timeline not that long ago. This just seems like a nice little time for a little positive another little positive uh palate cleansing interlude, a little musical interlude ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into the story about how morgues are being built in suburban areas to deal with the piles of dead bodies in the UK. (laughs) Enjoy. The sexy Corona chair. She's now got us building body parts, body buildings. There's no stopping it.
man. There you go. Thank you for the sub, Becca. (laughs) I I just love the fucking casual nature of the announcement. Like, it's not that big of a deal. In the United Kingdom, morgues are being built in residential neighbourhoods to deal with the soaring death rate. This Parks, is industrial sites and even an ice rink are also being transformed into mortuaries. Here's Sophie Walsh. Hi, Sophie. As trucks started arriving and fencing went up, residents in the east London suburb of Manor Park thought the development across the road was a new hospital. <laughs> What a, oh, no. <laughs> That's, this is the coronavirus equivalent of, no, 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 the animals, they're just sleeping. <laughs> they're not dead. They're sleeping. Stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> it's a new hospital. They're build- oh, isn't it wonderful? They're building a new hospital. They're giving us a new hospital to make us all better. They're going to make us all better because the government's looking after us. So they're going to put, it's about time, you know, I've wanted a hospital in the area for a long time. It's about time they built one. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're just, they're just driving, they're just dropping body bags in constantly. <laughs> Hang on. If it's a hospital, why are they putting the body bags in instead of taking the body bags out? <laughs> oh, oh, it's a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we're getting a new hospital. Woo! Woo! Give me in a chat. I didn't even know they were sick. <laughs> well done. And fencing went up. Residents in the East he's, London sub. He's just having a forever nap, Jimmy. He's, he'll be fine. He's okay. Suburb of Manor Park <laughs> thought the development across the road was a new hospital. Oh. <laughs> Oh, she's not taking the news very well. This was their reaction when they learned it was a morgue. I'm so sad. Oh, sweetie. Oh, come on. Come on. It's not that bad. We've got to have somewhere to put the bodies. In these cruel times... Hey, think of all the jobs. This is a boost to the local economy. (laughs) We are now hiring an extra 100 staff members to pile up the dead bodies as they come in to bag them and tag them. So this is going to be a big boost to the local economy. Unfortunately, you're not allowed to go to shop and spend your money, but you can put it in the bank and save it away for a rainy day, uh, which will probably be likely be in the next week or two. The distraught woman had to be comforted from afar. No hugs allowed. No hugs. Oh, it's just so fucking... It's, I shouldn't laugh, but I am, uh, because it's just so cruel and so punishing. So... <laughs> She's this poor fucking girl. She thought she was getting a hospital. No, it's a morgue. It's a place to keep the piles of dead bodies. She starts crying. Somebody goes up to console her. They get hit over the head with a police baton and dragged away in handcuffs. (laughs) No hugging. Social distancing, you criminals. Oh, this is fuck. We're going to a great place, aren't we? This is all going according to plan as far as I'm concerned. I don't know where the world is going. It's going to shit. That's where it's going. No. <laughs> and it's next to my home. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be piles of dead bodies next to your home. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I fucking, I'd be angry. I'd be angry. I don't know if I'd be crying, but I'd be like, fuck you, you know? Oh, this <laughs> there's a big red cross. No. 
The site is needed as morgues across the capital run out of room. Covering the area of two football pitches, it's expected to hold thousands of COVID-19. It's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. We're running out of we're running out of room for the dead bodies, but it's just like the flu. 19 victims. Just wonder how much are we really being told? To be honest, it's scary. The morgue is located near Harden up, son. Three cemeteries, a crematorium, and the exhibition centre turned makeshift hospital. Police have told me a considerable number of bodies will be transferred to this site over the next few weeks. Sadly, uh, family members won't be allowed inside the facility because there is a small but very real risk the virus can still be transmitted after a person dies. The government is now warning if you go out, people will die as it struggles to contain a spiralling death toll, which is almost quadrupled in a week. Boris Johnson surfaced briefly to applaud health workers. Thanks, NHS. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, I'd like to make another announcement. Uh, you'll be pleased to know that my government has done everything it can. We are now building morgues all across the country. Uh, yes, yes. Wherever there is a free patch of land, I want you to know that this Tory, this Boris Johnson-led government will be building a building to fill up with dead bodies. Your relatives, your friends, your co-workers, the people from your neighbourhood, they will be kept nice and safe away from everyone else in the tents that we are erecting in local sporting fields, which are no longer getting used, to house uh, the piles of victims. He still has mild symptoms and may extend his time in isolation. But at 55 years old, he's outside the bracket of those most at risk in Europe. With so much heartache, the world is crying out for more moments like these. 93 years old and walking free from a hospital in Spain's north after being cleared of the killer disease. <laughs> this, is, this news story is a fucking emotional roller coaster, isn't it? So we've we've got we've got the morgues being built in residential areas because we can't handle the overflow of dead fucking bodies in the, in the established morgues. We're building tent morgues across the road from where the poor people live to pile the fucking corpses in. But hey, don't worry. We found one 93-year-old man in Spain who walked out of hospital once. Well, yeah, well. Bravo. <laughs> See? nothing to worry about what are you worried about everything's gonna be fine everything's fine and dandy and swimming and everything is going according to plan ladies and gentlemen i'm sure i'm sure that the i'm sure that the impromptu morgues that are being constructed around the uk to fill up with dead bodies because they can no longer handle the piles of dead bodies in their usual establishments i'm sure that is all part of the plan <laughs> Sick of winning? Hey, doing good stuff. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to show me your nearby neighborhood morgue, then you can do so by following me on Twitter. At Boogie Bumper, ladies and gentlemen, as I look for my outro music. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, same time, 6pm, with another episode. Still got so much to get through this week. The stories keep piling up. Piling up like British corpses in neighbourhood morgues.
Thank you for the diamond, JJ Stoner. And a perfect segue into saying follow our friends. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ Stoner. Follow JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, uh, Irrational Times, who got in touch with me today. He said he's coming to the end of his work for the new Daily Boogie theme song, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, he said he might be done by the weekend, so if that's the case, we will we will show it. We will preview. Preview. Uh, we will... What's the word I'm fucking looking for? I don't know. We'll play it on Monday. How about that? We'll premiere. Pardon me. <coughs> we will premiere the show on uh, the the song on Monday. Oh God, I need to get out of here. Huh? So thank you everyone for joining us. Joy of Pessy, JJ Stoner, Irrational Times, uh, UK Neil. Don't forget uh, our other friends, ladies and gentlemen. Follow Why Censored Kimmy, Mister America, The Bearded Truth, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Follow everybody you can. I'll be back tomorrow night, six p.m. I'll see you all at 10 p.m. for Nightwave Radio tonight with Mersh, everybody's lover of everybody's favorite lover of French women. Uh, until tomorrow, from me, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Oh wow! Thank you so much for the diamonds. WWF Trump, thank you so much.